0: Welcome to System Mastery, our, Jesus Christ, almost 10-year mission to explore strange old bullshit, to seek out dead horses and dead civilizations and beat them 1d6 damage at a time, to boldly go where only a few people have gone before the discount bin of your local RPG sellers. It's Star Munchkin today on System Mastery. Everyone, welcome back to System Mastery. I am your host, John. Ouch!
1: (laughs) I'm over here to do you a favor. It has come to pass. John's just crowing because we're at his house and I'm letting him have the victory because the only reason we're at his house is because someone made a a crash sandwich out of the back of his car.
0: Yeah, my parked car, which someone managed to just knock the
1: corner of it off. Yeah, they just took a huge chunk of car car off your car and now you can see the inner car inside your car. Yeah, it's all full of car. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of car in that car. (laughs) Has exhibit been by? So you can drive while you drive. But so I drove over to John's house. Even Normally, the reason we recorded my house most of the time is because traffic flows much more efficiently that way.
0: Yeah, the, the traffic is normally flowing against coming to this place.
1: Yes. Uh, also, it's usually hot here and you can either have the air conditioning on and it fucks up the sound or you can sweat and die. Yeah, um, but it's okay. I, I, you know, we're. Co- I came over here to do it, and and this is the thanks I get. John steals my show. That's right. It's my <laughs> show now. That's fair. My house, my show, my rules. <laughs> is that how this has been working? I'm going to take over all the uh movie <laughs> masters. I don't want to, but I guess if I have to.
0: Wait a minute. That's more work. <laughs> I, no. Yeah.
1: Oh goodness gracious. Well, hey. How you doing, Jeff? (laughs) Well, no one made the back of my car into a car accordion, so I'm feeling much better (laughs) than you, probably. Probably. (laughs) Uh, Things are going fine. I I I am excited to be here to talk about a... A game this is, this is like the last of my stock of emergency short games because we had a uh, a couple major things happening. We we had a big contribution to Jeff Stormer's Miracle Monday superhero AP event. Yeah. So we needed some time to record some stuff for, along with uh the fine folks at character creation cast. And then uh also we just finished the first half of our fifth book project. Yes, indeed. And so that we've has been, been busy. Yeah, that's been eating up all of our spare time writing book as cuz i don't i'm guessing most of you have not Written books for like a, a publisher, they don't give you any time. They're not, no. you're not, we're not famous, so it's not, we're, we can't just George R.R. R. Martin about it and be like, no, I feel like making video games and being on TV for 30 years instead of finishing a book.
0: Yeah, no, we don't, we don't get to go,
1: I'll be writing a novel in my own time, thank you. Mm. They're like, hey, here's a project, you got a month, otherwise, <laughs> we'll murder you. You have 26 days, or we take the money away and we break your thumbs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's been going on. It's good. It's great. Love to see it happen. I and w- I do have one bit of, of good news. Good. It took me about 48 hours to potty train Sage. Nice. It was great. I was just like, hey, you want to use the potty? And she was like, yes. And then she did. And it was great. And, and since then, we've I haven't had to change a diaper on her in, in a week. Nice. Yeah. Hey, nice. So, good on her. I'm very proud of my daughter.
0: I'm, I'm very proud of your daughter as
1: mm-hmm. well. And I'm not just filling time because we read a 60 page OGL book.
0: No, because honestly, there is so much trash in this. <laughs> I mean just to start with, uh it is Star Munchkin, so an OGL game based on the Star Munchkin card game. Yeah, the
1: spin-off or addition to the regular Munchkin card game. Yes. Which I'm sure you're all very familiar with.
0: Yeah. The Munchkin game which has a billion different
1: versions of it, mm-hmm. none of them good. Uh it's not the best. I mean it's not the worst game ever. It's not my favorite. Neither of us particularly enjoy it. No. Yeah. I mean it's no it's not like it's exploding kittens bad.
0: Yeah, there are at least, you know, some rules to it and it's not just complicated rock paper scissors, but yeah. it's still a game that
1: takes way too long. And outlives its welcome yes. every time. Exactly. The pro- the problem with Munchkin, I mean, as long as we, we might as well start with our... our oh, yeah. I th- mean, let's start just start there.
0: at... We've both played it. Now, I owned... A bunch of Munchkins, including the Star Munchkin game, so I know a bunch of the crap in this. I owned
1: uh, Star Munchkin and Superhero Munchkin and had them smooshed together, and that was my Munchkin experience. Yeah, I owned those, I oh, think no. I had Munchkin I, Fu. Yeah, I also had the very, very original Munchkin, which is my usual go-to story about it, is that the I had the version of Munchkin that was so old that it still had that line in the instructions about how the only reason you can't cheat is if you get caught, which made the games even worse. Oh, yeah. Because everyone thought that meant you can cheat if you're good at it. And the problem
0: is, boy, did they put that exactly into this book as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, like, they had to change that rule in later printings of Munchkin, mm-hmm. and you'd think they would learn not to fucking do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like John was saying, Munchkin always outlives its welcome, to, uh because it is a stop anyone from winning game that's the point like you don't care what's going on until someone's level 9 and then the entire game is just oh everyone sit on all your cards and stop anyone from gaining a level and we'll just we we'll just wait until we see who runs out of cards or who feels who gets bored enough to king make
0: oh yeah cuz it always ends up being you know if you're playing four people two people are at level 9 someone's at level 6 and for some reason still thinks they might win mm-hmm. and someone has never gotten anything is sitting at level 2 and they're like Oh, fuck it, I hate this game, and will eventually King make someone to end it
1: That someone is always me because I love that the rogue just costs you a level to steal stuff, which means you can just do it and stay at level one forever and just steal everyone's everything That's all I want to do in Munchkin is just slow the game down even more <laughs> to teach people it's an object a lesson valuable in lesson. not playing Munchkin. <laughs> Uh, The last time we did a Steve Jackson game and we weren't nice to it it was Car Wars eight years, nine years ago now. And we actually had a Steve Jackson games employee uh, skate through our comment section to yell at us for not understanding or getting it. And I get that because Car Wars was not a role playing game. That was a real mistake that you and I made. Uh, But I'm really hoping we get someone who comes after for Munchkin because why bother? It's even if both of us hate it. The problem is. (laughs) Star Munchkin, Munchkin,
0: all those RPGs that they made off of this and anything like that Mm -hmm. is... It's almost like that Penny Arcade, this isn't for critics thing. As if I go like, hey, this game sucks and it would be terrible to play because there's no balance. They're like, well, of course there isn't. That's the point. It's ironic. It's not for you. I'm like, great. You're not allowed to say that this game sucks because it's supposed to suck.
1: I was more, worried, or more interested in seeing if people would come through to defend Munchkin, just in general, as if it needs it. Because, you know, as much as we both kind of agree that it's not great... It certainly is 40% of any given game store forever.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be some section that's like, all right, what
1: current brand gave munchkin their thing what is a stranger things munchkin sure why yeah, not why not oh munchkin monopoly munchkin which is munchkin based on monopoly based on munchkin yeah we took the munchkin game made a monopoly of it then we took that monopoly game and we made munchkin
0: monopoly munchkin mm-hmm. and then we made the board game of monopoly munchkin monopoly munchkin mm-hmm. munchkin monopoly
1: but we uh we worked in some warhammer 40k when we were doing it so it's warhammer 40k munchkin monopoly munchkin monopoly munchkin which is uh it's it's quite interesting it's got a lot of plus 3 chainsaws of ultimate chainsaw mm-hmm. oh it's got a card that says i chainsaw what you did <laughs> Does it have the exact same lumpy little John Kovalik drawings as every other one of these ever has? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> as much as I, I I actually don't mind John Kovalik's art, I think it's fine. It's, it's utilitarian in a lumpy, silly way. Uh, it, you eventually start to notice that he has one gimmick, which is to draw all of his men as bald little booger men and all of his women as six feet taller and hot as hell. Yeah. Even though they're still like just. You know, sketch drawings. You can tell he's like, well, dudes in the real world are basically tiny Shreks and women are statuesque hot ladies. That's it. That's what I got. <laughs> the. So because this is OGL. Yes.
0: Let's go ahead and get out of the way the whole. Hey, if you haven't listened to any of our OGL things or our d third edition one, you can do that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking about the base idea behind. Dungeons and Dragons open game license.
1: Rather than doing that, I think it's fun to, to uh, note that this book, far more than any other OGL book we've done so far, is embarrassed about it. Oh, yeah. It is deeply personally embarrassed to have to use the, the Distinguished Competition's rule system to get their game into stores. Huh? The, you know how every OGL book has to have that little section at the back, like the SRD, basic information about OGL? In this book, they mirror printed it, so it's impossible to read. Like if you look at the back page of the book, you'll see that the uh, the usual boilerplate "this is an OGL game" is printed mirror backwards. Hmm. <laughs> they did their best to be like, "No, this is an original game." Like they tried to add a new stat to the uh, to the well, six page. It's a joke, but yeah,
0: they have a bunch of joke stuff. But they also have joke things for like the beginning of every section. We'll say like, several of these things are open, but this one is closed. Yes.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know what those were at first until I was like, oh right, it's the open gaming license. That's what OGL stands for. That's what they're joking about.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> like, "Oh, you can use these four charts in your game because it's open, but this one chart is closed, don't use it."
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's funny that that it seems just dismally unhappy that it has to admit that technically tacti- like, like this book's even going out of its way to be like, you do not need to buy any player's handbook made by any other company to play this. We made sure it has everything you need. And then like in parentheses, you know, please do buy the judges the dragon's players handbook. That is one of the uh, agreements we made in order to be able to use an OGL game, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll say probably when they're making fun of, like
0: OGL or very specific things, Mm -hmm. it works slightly better. But man, when they just sort of buckshot whatever they can do against a wall and hope something sticks for jokes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the first name of the author of this. It was something, Jeff Mangrum, was it? John. Joe Mangrum. John. John Mangrum. Mangrum. John Mangrum, who wrote a number of role-playing games for... uh, Steve Jackson games. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can tell he definitely wasn't picked because he had a lot of like Star Trek and Star Wars jokes he wanted to work through. He just had sort of a generic scattershot humor style that Munchkin likes.
0: Yeah, there's... One of the things in this that I was like, man, that's weird, is they don't have a lot of the same jokes from the card game in here. And again, not as much... Of the, like, Star Trek, Star Wars, all the sci-fi jokes Mm -hmm. that you would expect to be in here. And it's just sort of like
1: generic science fiction type jokes. There's some generic sci-fi jokes. There's also just the thing that always drives me most nuts about Steve Jackson kind of meta style games or, you know, Munchkin and a couple of the other ones. Toon is another one. Is uh, the generic nerd jokes. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, oh, if you give the DM pizza, then he might be distracted long enough for you to steal a peek at his hot girlfriend or, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's an entire ability in this, which is like... If you offer the GM food and he accepts, you get a plus one to all your to hit rolls. I mean, I'm going
1: to be honest. That little chunk that that power structure in this game that's nothing but meta stuff that just messes with the table is easily the best thing in here, and it's a real shame that it's limited to one. Oh no, anyone can have it. Oh no, anyone can have it, but one class is really good at it. Yes, and um, it, it's it's interesting. It, it's probably the most interesting part of the game. Yes, and that's what the uh, the Star Wars joke of the farce.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of, you know, because they have their own set of feats. There's a bunch of farce ones. Mm-hmm. And there's...
1: Cyborgnetics. A, and... Those are the
0: only ones, though, that let you affect outside of the game
1: stuff, yeah, which is interesting. they affect the table as opposed to the game, which is kind of a, a neat concept. And I, It's the sort of thing where I see that concept and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I like the idea of a role-playing game that reaches up from the table and messes with the players. I've been talking about writing one of those for years. But uh, if I were to do so, it would be the game that 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 idea would oh, become. Oh, which I just
0: lost. The,
1: the <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just look at my hands? Oh no, uh, the game. <laughs> that would be the core concept of the game, is you know this this kind of meta table uh, character interaction stuff, uh, as opposed to just one of the the little el- the small elements on the side of it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so you you know the stats.
0: You get your stats. The ad stat x which is basically uh you have seven stats instead of six but you just put your worst one in that because it never gets mentioned again
1: yes that's the whole point is that stat x is not a real stat it's a uh it's a hilarious joke that they're like no one knows what this stat means or represents
0: oh if you wanted to combine this because there's a lot of if you wanted to combine this with the munchkin role-playing game which Mm -hmm. was already out don't worry stat x was already there it was there the whole time
1: yeah but we'll never mention it again and indeed they do not it is not a real stat it's just a fun joke about how this isn't the ogl they made a change
0: yeah and of course this is also in the stat section the first time where they get into the dumb cheating thing where they're like Mm -hmm. oh you can do a point by if you look in our munchkin game or the munchkin like Master Sheet, because the GM is the Munchkin Master, Mm -hmm. but they're like, oh, you can also do the honor system role-playing for your character, where you roll 46 and drop low seven times, and then you can do it as many times as you want, as long as... No one catches you, and then you can show up and have everything be a 16 or higher. (laughs) I'm like, don't do that.
1: Don't. Don't say that shit. Don't suggest that. People will take those suggestions seriously. We had the same thing come up in the last, or a similar thing come up in the last episode where there was that bit about um, if your player wants to combine two factions that we don't recommend they combine, they better give you a real good story for why they should be able to, and you need to approve that story. And I was like, that's just unnecessary. Just let them do it and accept their good story. Oh. It's not your job to be all Jordan Petersoning on your fucking friends and be like, "I disapprove of that story. Also, I'm the world's ugliest man." <laughs> the
0: I want to say something about Munchkin again. God, I'm just harping I was really on Munchkin. worried you
1: were about to fight me on Jordan Peterson. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. Why would I ever fight you <laughs> no. on <with> Jordan Peterson?
0: <laughs> no, I want to say something uh, about Munchkin that I feel a lot of people will be angry about the whole, like, you know, this is super imbalanced, it takes too long, mm. and for the RPGs, the, like, obviously there's no balance here, you know, it's just, you know, some wacky garbage. And that's not even the main issue I have. It's so weird to me that this is a joke of a way of playing a game that I don't think I've ever seen anyone play, or have even heard anyone play of the whole like oh yeah i'm gonna play this game and you know yeah you'll murder hobo but the idea that you're like oh and then i kill my friend and take all of his stuff oh, too
1: yeah, yeah like yeah, that's...
0: that's not a thing that's ever happened
1: yeah this does open with that that um the three rules of munchkin gaming or whatever which yeah the like, like,
0: three rules of munchkinism
1: or whatever yeah and and they're all aimed at like Oh, you, uh, kill! A, take his whatever's not nailed down. And if your friends are in the way, kill them and, and take their stuff, too. That's just all in good fun. And if they try to kill you, kill them first. Those are the rules of munchkinning. And you're like, no one's ever done that. No. Right. It makes sense in the board game format where you're not as attached to your characters and you didn't spend a lot of time making them.
0: Oh, no. And that's, you know, a competitive card game. So you're like, yeah, yeah it makes sense to do that. Yeah. But even then, it's supposed to be a parody of... Oh, well this is how D and D munchkins play. And I'm like, No, even the most munchkin y player is to like yeah, I'm not gonna fucking murder my cleric just to so I can get something from them that I don't need. Have you never run
1: into that? I've run into that at least. Oh, like I've run, I've once run into players yeah. that are like,
0: "Oh, I'll steal from yeah. the other PCs," but they are very quickly told to cut that shit out.
1: I had a, I had a game I played in once where one of the players had done the whole like, "I'm not gonna tell everybody my real alignment. My real alignment is neutral evil, and I'm not telling anyone." And then you know he was like, "Okay, this night when everyone goes to sleep, I wait." Up and kill them, and the DM was like, "No," and and he kept insisting. He was like, "No, it it fits my character." I never told them I was secretly evil, and finally the DM was like, "Great, well, while you're bumbling around trying to kill them, they wake up." So, but that was the one time I've ever seen that was someone who was like desperately convinced that that was the way to play the game was to just, you know, be like, Hey everybody, I'm chaotic. Good. Don't ask any questions. I'll murder you later. And you're like, don't why, why would you, why would you waste everybody's time like this? Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, that's definitely a thing here where it's got that kind of Munchkin uh, card game philosophy being imported to the role-playing game, when really that's one of the more fundamental changes you need to modify if you're trying to come up with a longer-form version of the Munchkin experience, and good lord, why would you want that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially because in this, when you're creating a character and you're doing all this, the game also treats it as like, pre oh, your, your character's probably going to die and nothing really matters about it, so... Mm-hmm whatever, just make a character and run in there and, you know, kill some monsters, and get some loot, and then maybe you'll die and you'll come back as the same character, and who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it ultimately, the problem with this this game is that, uh, the same problem we're going to run into with a lot of games we reviewed before, which are comedy games, which means most of the jokes are right there in the book, so rather than trying to play it and creating new jokes, you're really just better off reading it, seeing if the humor tracks, and then returning it quietly to your shelf. Yeah. Because um, you're, you're going to get through it, you're like, oh, none of this is no, none of this is landing. <laughs> Farce kniggets? No, I don't want to deal with this.
0: Yeah, I mean that we may as well get into the options for player stuff. So you've got your uh, your species selection. So you can be human, which is exactly a human from OGL.
1: So OGL humans, you get the extra feet. You get the four extra skill points.
0: Yep, you get your skill points. You get your feats you take them all then you, then have, you have yeah uh, so regular humans. and
1: then there's a whole section in there that describes them how, how they're the most adaptable species and and uh they're they're quick to uh quick to take over places and so on no one ever comes up with anything new and interesting to say about humans no
0: because they're humans yeah. who gives a shit <laughs> uh,
1: then you've got the next one in line i believe is the felines you get the bugs the bugs right by the bugs they're yeah the bugs which are any number of of insect species they're, like the, this game does something i've always kind of i, I gotta admit i've appreciated this in various oh, yeah. sci-fi games is rather than coming up with species they just come up with genres of space things you will encounter oh yeah so so bugs is just like oh it covers any insectoid species you, you could play as the aliens from alien if you want
0: yeah you can have extra arms or extra legs you could be huge or tiny yeah, just, you know, figure it
1: out. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah, but the stats are pretty straightforward. You get you get the same... I, I you think, get no. plus two to
0: strength and I, minus two to intelligence and charisma. It oh, doesn't matter right. what you pick.
1: That's right. It's the, it's the BHAs that get three yes. different stat blocks. Yeah.
0: So, you know, you can pick small, medium, or large. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, an exoskeleton, so extra AC, your low light vision. And then, of course, you can pick your extra arms or legs. If you got extra legs, you can skitter.
1: Yes. Uh yeah. And I think Skittering allows you to like move on the ceilings and so on. And if you're big, then you get the bonuses of being big. Yeah. So uh so you can play as bugs, uh then you can play the next one and should probably be cyborgs. Bumpy
0: headed aliens. Oh,
1: okay. So BHAs are next. Bumpy headed aliens is basically their joke about Star Trek, where uh anybody who has like prosthetics glued to their forehead but other are are otherwise human. Yeah,
0: and their of course big thing is oh, you've got something that your entire culture is based on so that's always a, you pick a skill, and that's always a class skill for you.
1: And then the other, there's two of those because one of them, yeah, one of yeah, them is something you always know your 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 culture is entirely based around, like fighting or mating or whatever. And the other one is the thing that your culture has no concept of and and refuses to gain a concept of.
0: Yeah. So you have one skill that you pick, and it's always a class skill for you, no matter what, because that's mm-hmm. what your culture's into. Yeah. And then you roll on the taboo table, and, and I gotta this say, is that, like, oh, I don't understand beer and pretzels. I was
1: gonna say the thing I cannot stand here is the taboo table is already loaded down with one-off jokes, yes, which means that it isn't useful. Like, if your taboo table had things like honor and uh, the the color blue and so on on it, then you could probably work that into gags yourself later. Oh, yeah, but some of them are like,
0: oh, uh, contractions or, like, lying or privacy. And you go, oh, okay, yeah. those are ones you can turn into fun jokes later. I mean, but th- other ones are like, uh, I don't understand oiled-up gladiatorial combat.
1: Great. That, when's that going to come up? I mean, the ones the DM's going to be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll put in one oiled up gladiatorial combat for you to be like, I do not understand this.
0: What's going on? Yeah.
1: But otherwise, the joke's already been told. You told the joke when you rolled the character. Yeah. Like, that's like the worst aspect of comedy design is when the joke is done before you even enter the game. Yes. Um, so that's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, you, you, what you really needed here was to kind of stay your hand. Like I get the idea. You were like, "Oh, this is gonna be a funny book. I'll write funny stuff." But really, what you should write is the tools to generate funny stuff. Yes. Um, and you know, like I said, you've got
0: some in there that you're like, "Oh, you don't understand pet ownership." Yeah. That can generate some funny things.
1: Great. Granted, most of them are just jokes about existing characters. Like contractions as most alien as Spock or any other alien. Pet ownership is Data. Uh, it's it's uh it's just jokes about the aliens. There's probably one in there that's perfect for Worf too. Meh. Nah. So uh, so yeah it, but yeah the, I'm not a big fan of the when the joke is already done before the game starts but otherwise the the uh, BHAs are fine they're just Star Trek aliens and their gimmick is that you can choose one of three stat blocks for them based on whether they're suave, smart or warlike. Yeah, you can be strong smarter yeah, suave I think.
0: Fierce smarter suave, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you get three you get three blocks other than that they, they get they also those...
0: roll on a table of aside from your bumpy head
1: what is weird about you. That's true. Yes. So, uh, so you get a couple of random tables, then you've got the cyborgs, uh, cyborgs are all human for whatever reason. Like, it doesn't say like you can play as a BH, a bumpy headed alien that is also a cyborg. It's just like, yeah, you can get
0: cyborgnetic implant if you're, if
1: you, yeah, but if you start as a cyborg, if your species is cyborg, it's because you're a human who went a little too far with the cyborging.
0: Yeah. Now the cyborg I hate saying that. Uh, yeah, but a plat- it's a funny
1: joke, though, John. No, it's funny, because it's, it's joke, normally cybernetic, but we called it cyborgnetic. Yeah, because it's also sometimes cyborg, so if you combine the two... Hey. Mm. But
0: if you get an implant, you can get some stuff, and those are all just, uh like, feats. Pretty yes. much everything in this is just feats you can get, but if you get it, then it trades out uh two points of... Constitution. Uh, constitution yeah. for whatever you're getting.
1: Yes, and uh, so several of them are jokes, so you'll never take them because you're like, oh, well, there's a hard and fast rule that I'll lose constitution if I take anything. So should I choose this cyborg-netic feat for braces that make my teeth straight? No, I shouldn't because I don't want to lose no, constitution for a funny haha. Um And if you're playing as a cyborg, instead of paying two constitution, you pay one. Uh, and in certain situations you can get them for free instead.
0: Yeah. But that's, I mean, the fact that you basically just start out as Oh, what's your whole thing? Uh, I pay less for cybernetic stuff, and I get a plus two bonus on two of their made-up skills for this game. Great, yeah. that's it.
1: Yep. So they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty straightforward. Then you've got felines. Yeah, this just, just cat people. Cat people. Um, I you I would like to say that they're more based on red dwarf. Than what you're you're already you already know they're based on, but no, their their whole story is like one time a whole planet of nerds met a whole planet of anime enthusiasts and some of the geneticists designed a cat girl species to be the for maximum titillation. But then they realized that cat girls also suggested cat boys, and everyone lost interest, even though their skirts were super high. Uh
0: so yeah. They get some claws and bites, mm-hmm. and of course they have the curiosity trait, yeah. which
1: might kill them. You see. Also, anytime they are described as talking, they work in meow and purr in everything. Everything they say, so they'll be like, "I'm meowly nice to purr meet you." It's not very well done. So, um, it, they're more irritating than, than anything else, and they are entirely a joke about how anime fans like cat girls. Yeah, great. So, a lot of page space in this book dedicated to that gag. <laughs> I don't know, this book's from like the 90s, right? So maybe that, uh... I mean... It's, no, no, it's got to be from the 2000s. Because I was be, gonna say, yeah. the
0: Star Munchkin base card game came out in like 2002,
1: 2003? Yeah, this something? might be from around 2004 to 2006, somewhere in there. Oh, no way,
0: man. This had to come out way later than that.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, except that 4th edition started around 2008, so uh, huh. there is a limit to the point where yeah. these OGL things no, have aligned. No, I
0: guess it must have. <laughs> Dang. <laughs>
1: So uh, so anyway, that maybe that, that gag still had some play at that time, that whole, like, nerds-like cat girls. And this book does a lot of that, where it's like, oh, uh, the, everybody who makes any decision ever is a male, which is why they built these cat girl things. And then when they realized there were going to be cat boys, everyone was like, ew, gross, never mind. Um, because for whatever reason, one of the problems I keep running into with Munchkin is that they seem to think that, you know, women are for titillation and men are for being lumpy adventurers. And uh, any women and then they create women in the Munchkin and Dork Tower universe who are like it's fine. I'm bisexual. I also like being appealed to via via uh, high sexualizations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excusing all of this <laughs> I'm the I'm the person that
0: doesn't exist that says this is okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, next up we have mutants. Uh, mutants get uh, some energy resist and they get some mostly... The ability to take the mutation feats without losing charisma, because, like the cyborgnetics cost you two constitution to take, mutation feats cost you two charisma to take. Yeah. But they don't lose any charisma, because they're
1: already fugly. But I think they start with a charisma penalty, right? <laughs> yeah, it's they're like they're two... They're making half-half orcs.
0: Yeah, no, because that's uh, the...
1: Oh, uh, more like being... The fear- bugs. Yeah.
0: The bugs are plus two strength, and then the minus two in right. charisma. They're just... I think plus two con, minus two charisma. Oh, so the dwarves.
1: Okay, sure. Uh, But their whole thing is they're written as like uh, deliverance style mutants, where they're all like they all constantly talk like backwoods hillbilly types. Well, yeah, because they
0: they all mutated from humans by going out where there was radiation and also dating their cousins.
1: (laughs) Do you get it? Great. Alright. And then all the art of them is of people with like two heads. Yeah, it's all just two headed people. It's, yeah, it's and and believe me, it's it's two headed little lumpy guys and their hot two headed girlfriends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I do like uh, you know, of the various species you can get, I like that there's they didn't just do Here's Space Dwarves, here's Space Elves, although they're
1: like Well the reason they didn't yeah, do if, that is because this game is compatible with the Munchkin OGL role playing game, which has all those races in it.
0: Oh yeah. Like, look, if you want us to just say, there's an elf it comes from a planet of elves, great, whatever, use those stats, you can do that.
1: Yeah, uh, notably, they use most of those stats. So if you're like, there's a dwarf, he comes from the planet of the dwarves, and he has, oh, I, I guess he has the same stat spread as the mutants, but... Yeah, know, but he doesn't have any of the same well, abilities. Let's just not get into that part. So, uh, is there anything else, or is that all of them? Those are all the species. Yeah. And then all the, the new classes they have... Mm-hmm. Which are, uh. The bounty hunter? Yeah, the problem, the, the classes aren't that interesting. They're mostly just bonus feat piles. Um, much like do... how the, the races are, the species are mostly bonus feat piles. Cause like mutants can take the mutation feats without taking charisma penalties.
0: Yeah. And then they do have a chart for like, oh, what's your base save bonus and then your base attack bonus that was the other thing i liked in here but those are split into
1: best bester and bestest okay i don't like that part let's make this clear we've been complaining about this for 10 years uh the joke for your your game should not be the names of categories in the game because that will not apply to gameplay no um the second i write
0: down that i've got a plus six and I'm using the bestest chart. I'm not gonna ever mention that again, and I don't want to.
1: Yeah. Um. The 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 jokes need to come organically up during the game, and you need your job is to support that, not to write the yucks yourself. This isn't Mad Magazine. This is a game. Yeah. Um. But, but the idea behind best, bester, and bestest, I honestly kind of liked because basically what it did was it took the Kind of three or so base attack bonus progressions that the OGL offers. You know, fighter version, cleric version, rogue version, uh w- w- wizard, whichever one. And um, ba- can, uh, condense them. So there's one big chart that shows all three. And then when you play as a character, if you're like the bounty hunter, the bounty hunter has bestest ranged attacks and best melee attacks as, or best yeah, well, or yeah, melee attack. I don't remember them have, offhand.
0: You have a regular attack your gunnery attack so yeah. if you're in like a ship yes and then you have a if psychic you are a psychic if, yeah. you have a psychic attack
1: yes so um the idea is that you know you get the same you'd be like It'd be the equivalent of D&D saying, you just get monk progression for your base attack bonus. Yes. Uh, except they changed the names to Best, Bester, and Bestest, which I like the concept of streamlining that so, you know, you can have a single table in the game and skip a lot of tables. I don't like calling them jokes. It would If they had just been called A, B, and C so they were memorable. No,
0: <laughs> I do. I mean, one of the things I will say in this is they are better than the regular ones because everyone starts out... Plus one higher than they would have been in their category already. Yes, they do. So you can get up to, like, if you're in the bestest progression or the standard fighter progression, when you get to 20th, you'll actually have six attacks instead of five attacks. That's right,
1: yeah. So they are slightly better, but you still get the exact same, you know, saves and all that other stuff. It's all in one big table, or one big chart. And then we go down the individual classes, starting with Bounty Hunter. And I I haven't read the book in a couple days, so I don't remember who's got what for uh, their, their base attack bonus progressions.
0: I mean, their base attack is the bestest, their gunner is Bester, who gives a shit.
1: Yeah. And of
0: course, your proficiencies for weapons, they have both noob and hardcore weapons that they can use. Which is simple and martial, sure, why not. And then they didn't decide to do that for the armor, they're like, you've got noob and hardcore weapons, also light and medium armors. (laughs) And you're like, alright man, sure. (laughs) You decided to do one dumb joke and not the other, All right.
1: Yeah, now, Bounty Hunter, I believe, is a, uh, a bonus feat class. Kind of like Fighter, where it just gets some just gets some bonus feats.
0: Yeah, they have a couple classes that are you-get-bonus-feat progression.
1: Yes, and that's all they really do. This game used feats to solve a lot of the, uh, the game. You know, I, I can respect that. That's a useful source of game design uh, levers to pull from. Uh, but mostly, the class sections have that thing where it's like, what does every other class think about this class? Because that's always a great source of jokes.
0: Yep, that's more jokes we can tell. Mm-hmm. But of course... You know, you have to have a bunch of Boba Fett jokes in here yeah. where, like, oh, they have mystique, so if no one ever sees your face, you get a bonus on AC because you're so mysterious. They did and so- fanboys will defend you to the <laughs> end of the Earth.
1: Yeah. They did so much Boba Fett material. It's like this he's the only bounty hunter that this author could think of at oh, all. yeah. Like, ever. Uh, So that, I mean, literally within the bounty hunter on the page it's on, there are two different Boba Fett name puns.
0: Oh, yeah, you've got the... uh like, sample character Bobby Feet.
1: Yeah, Bobby Feet, who's been cloned so many times except for his feet that his feet are bigger than the rest of him.
0: And, of course, you've got... uh, They have the contract ability, so you can get some... uh, You can basically just go, hey, I want uh, the ability to go fight a guy. And the monster, or the Munchkin Masters, goes, all right, here's the CR, whatever, you can go fight him. Yeah, And... As long as you can bring back them alive, you get full, and ha- and you get half if they're dead. Mm-hmm. But no money if you can't bring back anything, so no disintegrations. You remember from Boba Fett?
1: Yeah, and there's also the name Boba Fett shows up again somewhere on that page. I don't remember where, but they just they just went out of their way to be like... Oh, yes, because
0: yeah. uh, your <laughs> mystique is the Boba effect.
1: Yeah, there it is. Yeah, see what I mean? It's just the same joke, like, several times, like... We're going to one or something. You're writing this for nerds. They're going to know who that is. Nope. <laughs> uh, after them is... The farce Knigget, <sighs> Okay. Which, good lord. That it... is a Monty Python joke. Save that for your Munchkin stuff. Also, that... <laughs> it's too much jokes. It's old. It's an old-ass joke. Yeah. That shit's from 1975. That joke is as old as Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. That Knigget you, stuff. You can just say Farce-Knight. And we can go like, oh, I get it,
0: like the like the force, okay. But when you put the like K apostrophe
1: N I G I, and you're like, okay, yeah, I get, I get. It. No, I know where you're going. I get it. How what what is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? Blah blah blah. Yeah, we all we can. You did know- did that have anything to do with the uh the character class? No, of course not. No, it's it, they're Jedi. Um, their gimmick is that they get more access to uh farce points. Yeah, because they
0: have some bonus. They get bonus farce feats, so you'll have more of those than most other people, mm-hmm. and you also get points because normally the feats that are the farce ones uh, we mentioned, they'll usually be like, you can do this three times per session. Yeah, you can do it three times you, per
1: session tops.
0: If you are a force kenegat then you get extra points which just let you spend points to do them more often.
1: Yes, and uh, might as well dive into what those powers are here even though we've been kind of skipping over the feats. Uh, There's stuff like Tell your friend he's thirsty and he has to go up and go, go and get a drink. Uh, and he if his a turn comes save. up yeah.
0: while he's getting a drink, then you get to control his turn. Be sure to look at all of his notes. I'm like,
1: what note? Why what, would what, I look what, at his notes? Why would he have secrets? What are we talking about? What, is there a portion of this game that's hidden information that you forgot to put into your 80-page book? <laughs> it's, <'Cause- laughs> it's a very strange thing that you're like,
0: ah, oh, yeah, look at his notes. I'm like, what? notes. What is he keeping track of that you are going to get?
1: Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, he's that's just gonna I mean, I like the concept of the game affects the players. I think that's a fun idea. I don't think it's fun if it's pure PvP abuse stuff like that, where you're like, ah,
0: you, you gotta skip your turn. Oh, that's uh, the worst one because the other one's being like, oh, if you offer food to the GM and they take it, then you, you get, get a, a bonus. plus yeah. bonus to whatever and then there's ones that are like, oh, if you offer something to one of your friends rather than the gm then you get like a bonus to damage Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they're all just little bonuses you can you can earn that take an entire action to do and then you're like yay i used my action to give the dm a pizza slice now when i attack in the next round i'll get plus one damage and then of course the ones that don't affect the outside
0: like thing and are just in-game things are mostly just annoying asshole things where it's like oh i have farce grab and i can call dibs on any item even if someone called dibs on it which is and perfect i just immediately
1: get it that's perfect if you're playing the munchkin card game to be like oh we got three treasures off killing that dianogant. nogant uh I, or diet nogan uh i i want that one good treasure so i'm gonna use this force power to steal it but in in uh an rpg that's just you got to keep playing with the same characters and you still have a shared goal. Yeah. It's, uh... Eh. They get a bonus to using a specific type of, of weapon as well. Um, This game has its own variety of energy weapon jokes, and in their case, it's just photonic, which is lightsabers. But uh in order to avoid copyright infringement, all of their lightsabers are curved and look like cutlasses.
0: Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> uh other than that, yeah, they get, uh... God, they, one of their best things at all is that they increase their threat range oh, on that's right. photon yeah. weapons yeah. every even level to the point where you're like,
1: at sixth level, your crit range is like 15 to 20. Yeah, their crit range expands dramatically very fast, just very, very fast. Yeah. Um, They didn't really work the math out on that, but I get why they did it. It's because, you know, ha ha. Ah, I'm going to cut your hand they off. They cut hands off. Uh. That's not what crits do in D&D, but ha ha, why not though? I think it is with photonic weapons, though. So if you're using a photonic weapon, then, yeah, you can choose to lop off arms.
0: Uh, Then there's the Gadgeteer, which is probably the most useless. It's
1: It's so boring, I forgot it was in there.
0: Oh, yeah, it's just you can hack things. But we made it so that hacking things is incredibly complicated and difficult, and you can only do, like... One minor thing per hack, but
1: it doesn't do anything if they save. They are the classic example, and I I don't really know if we've ever talked about this before as a concept, so we can work this one out real quick here, of a character class that both introduces and solves a discrete problem that would not exist if that character class was not in the game. Uh huh. So all they do is they're like, "Oh, they can break through enemy firewalls, but be sure to defend your own equipment because that means enemy hackers are going to get yours." So you better, if you have a gadget here, he's going to spend most of his downtime installing ice and firewalls on everyone's computers. And you're like, "I don't. I. I just would prefer to not engage in this aspect of the game. Thank you, because it's just a bunch of roles and there's no dynamism to it." And the problem is,
0: like, one of the other classes is. The psychic. Mm -hmm. They have a baseline ability that they're like, oh, if you fail a save against me, I can just control the actions of a person for like as many rounds as I have levels, which is insanely powerful to just be able to do on command. Whereas this is like, all right, did you want to try and control a robot? Well, you're going to need to make a roll to hack in there. Now that you've hacked and slashed in there, then you can uh, you have to overcome the firewall. Then you need to learn the local operating system. You have to roll to get in there, then roll to try and take control. And then every round it's going to make a save to boot you out. And if it does, you're going to have to use your turn to get back in there and then do another action to take control and then do another action to make it do an action.
1: I'm like, This is pointless and bad. They can also invent stuff, and they have two ways of doing it. One of them is a a classic craft roll where you have to gather an insane amount of money and equipment, and then you can make a couple of attempts to build the thing that you want.
0: Yeah, but it's honestly just,
1: you can craft, but at a cheaper cost. mm -hmm. And then also you can craft super fast, but it breaks when you're done using it.
0: Yeah, the jury jury rig is the only thing that's remotely useful, but it's only for like, oh, uh, someone knocked our shields out on our spaceship because, of course, this has vehicle rules for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I can repair them, but they only last for like five rounds.
1: Yes. Um, and then after that's the psionic. Which yep. we, the psionic we already talked about. They get access to the psionic feats. This game doesn't have a magic system. Everything's done in feats.
0: But they have psychic powers, which are all... You get some power points. You can do a ton of nonsense. Like, uh, you can just... You know, look into rooms that are nearby. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, you can prognosticate. Where if you've managed to successfully make your check, then the Munchkin Master has to tell you
1: what this character's going to do on each of its turns, and it's not allowed to change that action. You know what? I like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I always hate augury and divination and any other power that they stick into D and D. That's just like. You get to ask the DM about the future, and they have to tell you what they think is true, but the future is vague and uncertain, so there's no way to know. And it's like, this is a waste of time. Oh, it's a yeah. waste of everybody's time. The DM doesn't know what's happening 10 minutes from now. Why should he have to tell you that? Um, but this, where it's like, oh, it forces the future to run on a track for a little while. That's a good way to do divination.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that it's just like, you pick one person and go, what is that guy gonna do for the next three rounds mm-hmm. and he's like okay he's gonna try and move over here and attack this guy and then the next turn keep attacking him yeah and you're like yeah that'll happen unless
1: you know that he guy was saying his target dies or something yeah
0: he's like oh he was gonna attack him for three turns but that guy's dead now
1: yeah so I I actually liked that I mean granted it's too powerful of, of an ability but then again the psionic the psychic in this game is just kind of too powerful in general oh yeah um but they can throw people and yeah. make
0: them take falling damage but Again, that's just a, I do a check, and if you fail, I fling you.
1: Yeah, they have a ludicrous amount of mind control capability, which is fine, but it definitely overshadows at least half the other classes. Oh, yeah. Um, but the prognostication, even if it is overpowered, I it's probably my favorite interpretation of how to do future sight in a game I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the psychic abilities and everything that they get baseline is interesting because it's not like this has spells or anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have the ability to get more, so it just... It's amazing how front-loaded, really, that the psychic is. Because they're like, oh, you're going to get all of your shit
1: immediately. Yeah. Which really means the best thing you can do in this game is to play as a psychic one force knight. I'm not saying the real version of that um, the rest of the way.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's so interesting that some of these are just way better.
1: Yes. Yeah. Especially, let's take it as a case in point. The last class that you could oh, choose... Well, there's two classes. Oh, there's two more coming? There's Space Ranger. Oh, I, I completely forgot about Space Ranger, which is just Ranger minus, uh, plus space. No, man, Space Ranger it's is... more like a pilot. It's the
0: uh, it's the Space Marine yeah. equivalent, is yeah. the jokes that they are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's both Space Marine-like aliens, Space Marine, and Space Marine-like
1: Space marine They have to, given that there's a Space Marine, like 40K-style Space Marine joke on the cover of the book.
0: Yeah, and these are... Uh, You've got the best, basically like the fighters, they're like, you've got the best in attacking uh, and fighting and everything else. Yes. And uh, you get bonus feats like a fighter would get. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the only ability you get that's remotely interesting beyond just being a space fighter is you can call in an airstrike.
1: Mm -hmm, Which takes too long to be useful in most combats.
0: Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, you designate an area that's Mm -hmm. like, depending on what level you are like a little radius. And then one D 10 rounds later, it'll blow up. And I'm like, man, if you roll a 10 combat is over <laughs> by the time <laughs> that shows up.
1: Yes, exactly. It's it, it takes a little too long. Um, and then, yeah, there, there's really not much to them. They're just jokes for a, a place to put in Marine jokes. And then finally is the traitor.
0: Yeah. The okay. traitor
1: is <sighs> just entirely like haggle checks and charisma stuff. There's, they're, they don't They don't have a whole lot of combat applications. Their their gimmick is supposed to be that they're the one with the ship.
0: Yeah, they, they have a ship. Their whole thing is they start with uh, sidekicks, because that mm-hmm. was a thing that got introduced in the Space or Star Munchkin card game, yep. was the idea of sidekicks. So they're the ones who are like, oh, you get one, or you can get a bunch of red shirts.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a whole section in here on how red shirts are and how they operate, because there's a list of sidekicks towards the back of the book.
0: Yeah, because um, they just took all of the sidekicks from the game and went, well, I guess we give them D&D stats, mm-hmm. so there you go.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they can start with a couple of sidekicks that are effectively supposed to crew their ship, is the idea.
0: But they get, uh, in addition to that, they can be non-combatants for a while, so if you really love the idea of not playing this game, then you could be like, oh, for like charisma plus level rounds, I can be... Like, not attacked, and it goes away if I attack.
1: Yeah, you great. get that diplomatic immunity effect, which shows up in a lot of OGL games. Um, and and uh, there's a reason it's not in the core games normally, which is because it's boring, and it's just going to make other people mad at you. And they're like, we've been attacked by 20 goblins. And you're like, guys, I'll, I won't help. Yeah. That'll the, help. The problem is, it's always, you have to do it at the beginning. Yeah.
0: It's not like you can use it as like, oh, everyone's dead, and then you go, oh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's... It's just, oh, I have to decide at the start if I want to just let them get fucked over. But then if you jump in, you're jumping in at a worse time because you should have started there to
1: help. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more useful if it was they were really good at offering surrender opportunities. If they could end the fight early, that'd be a nice thing.
0: Yeah, and then their other thing is normally when you sell an item, you sell it for like half the market price. They sell it for full,
1: which they can roll. There's like a whole thing. Oh no, theirs they 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 can just sell for full. Oh okay, because there's a whole like trading thing in here where you have to like roll a percentage and and try and haggle someone. And if you roll, if you beat them, then you get to reduce it by five percent value for each five percent oh that's just the haggle that's, skill that's right that's the this, this game space haggle skill um and if you lose to them then you have to pay them more for the thing and there's a whole thing where like if you uh if you lose a skill roll on haggle and you're like ah fuck it i'm just not gonna do this i'm not gonna participate in the sale anymore then you immediately get put on a bounty board and marked for death yeah which I assume they had to do to get around the fact that they wrote this complicated haggle mechanic and then realized after they were done that people players could easily be like, I'll roll haggle. Uh, you rolled very badly. I just won't make the trade. I'll just say no. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the other thing I
0: immediately look at is like, Oh, okay. You're, you're just going to get because this whole thing is like, Oh, is get as much money as possible. You're like, great. You get a gadgeteer who cheaply builds things oh, and yeah. then you sell them for wholesale so you just get a trader and a and a gadgeteer, and they make and sell shit for ridiculous profit until you get enough money to buy a star annihilator mm-hmm.
1: i think the easiest thing to do is just be like oh i'll roll haggle to sell this to this guy did i roll so that i didn't get the maximum possible value out of him i kill him <sighs> now i've got all of his money and my thing back ah. that's that's in the true spirit of munchkinning boy howdy and no one's going to put me on a, bow- a bounty board because he's dead. <laughs> uh. Then we get to the uh, feet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them, uh, but largely because cyborgnetics, far- uh, farce powers, psychic powers, and mutations are all feats, along with some extra ones for just being a better pilot or for uh, gadget stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, the mutation ones are ridiculous just mm-hmm. because they have a mutation... Feet for each stat that is you gain plus four to this stat yes and
1: <laughs> i think it's funny that the uh there's a charisma one because because oh like, yeah and they even say ah oh, you're getting kind of hosed on this one kind of but not really because each it's one still of them plus is plus
0: two to yeah, your stat yeah because
1: it's uh normally you're taking a minus two i think it's a minus two charisma penalty to take yeah. a mutation and the the uh mutations for stat penalties are stackable plus fours yep so even if you take the feat for, like, charisma and you're not a mutant, you just get two extra charisma, as opposed to four extra charisma.
0: Yeah. They're still ridiculously good, mm-hmm. and for the most part, probably the only thing you're going to take if you're just actually being a munchkin about it.
1: Yes, because f- plus four to a stat is way better than a lot of the other options. You can, just take, you can just jack your dexterity and strength into the stratosphere and be like, oh, geez, I'm so ugly, my charisma is ruined. Oh, wait, I don't care. That, or you're
0: like, I play as a mutant, which gives me extra mutation feats. Yes. And then I just go,
1: all right, whatever. I jack my dexterity up so high that my AC is insane. And, and I can shoot these guns that the game has. Yeah, with whatever. A, I don't need to do melee combat. I'm just going to win from a distance because I've got a dexterity of 26.
0: And then you look at... The problem being that when you look at that, and you're like, all right, I could get plus four to whatever my primary stat is. Or I could get darkly insidious it's a Darth Sidious joke where you have a a if you put a robe on no one knows your secret identity and you can be evil mm-hmm. like
1: or <laughs> you could just do that anyway there's not really anything stopping you from wearing a cloak all the time if you want
0: <laughs>
1: uh... but that Darth Sidious thing by the way means that we do know pretty much when this game came out because he wasn't Darth Sidious in the first two of the prequels not till around 2005-2006 Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but, (laughs) yeah. Uh, the, the mutation feats are either the stat ones, which are amazing, or then a couple that are like just jokes, you know, like, oh, you've got two heads. You can get in an argument with yourself. Or, uh, you, you, you can belch acid on people, but it does less damage than just buying a laser. So, you know, just buy a laser.
0: Yeah. It's, (laughs) there's a lot of things in here that's like, what's this? Oh, you. You speak in weird speaking because you're an alien.
1: Yeah. and uh, That's the Wookiee one. Yeah. Everyone who's your friend already understands you anyway.
0: Um, does this have any sort of mechanical? Th- no. <laughs> no, it does not.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh and we said the same I said the same thing earlier about the cyborgnetics where some of them are things like you're cyborgishly strong and you have extra hit points. One of them is that you have braces. Yeah, it's just, just this a, straightens it's, your teeth. It's just a gag. I get it. It's fun. Hooray, it's a gag, whatever. One of them is you have better teeth, like you can get cyborgnetic teeth for if you are a... No, I'm sorry. That's in the gear section. Yes, that's actual the, gear. You can have false teeth for like if you're a cat, per, if yeah, you're you a feline. Yeah, you can have diamond-tipped teeth. Yes, yeah, so you can bite people harder if you're a feline. It increases them by one die size for the bite, which means now you bite for a D6. Great. Why would you do this?
0: <laughs> one of the <laughs> feats you can take is that you're a Springer guest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a
1: bonus when interacting with mutants, because only mutants watch Springer. Uh, Yeah, and it even mentions, like, uh, mutants constantly watch Springer. The other races in this game probably just get Springer between watching their soaps. Oh, the
0: prerequisite to take this feat is you had to have had a chair thrown at you.
1: Okay. Great, thanks. I mean, do you need to have have had a chair thrown at you to go on Springer? I thought that was where you went to get chairs thrown at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that feels a little self-defeating. Uh, Man, when was when do you think the Springer joke became dated? Are we already past the at I mean, at we already point? have a Kniggett joke in here, so yeah. being
0: dated is not a thing they care about.
1: I just want to... Because, you know, the Kniggett one is like, yeah, okay, it's referencing classic role-playing game table jokes. Honestly, I'm, what I'm more surprised is there aren't any South Park jokes I encountered in here than the fact uh. that there is a Monty Python one. But Springer's like... <sighs> Springer died way harder than than uh, Star than uh, Monty Python ever did. Like when Springer was done, Springer was done. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll happen. So um, okay, and then yeah, there's there's they oh, have their own alignment system. They do. It's just nine jokes.
0: They're like, oh, you can be evil with three e's and an exclamation point. Yeah, or you can be the Gun Bunny alignment.
1: Yeah, which no is, one cares. Yeah. None of this matters. This just, just a the problem with again. This is going to come down. To, I, I know. I, I feel bad whenever we review a comedy game because we make the same basic points that that these alignment jokes are things where you write down the joke on your sheet and then I guess you could repeat that joke during the game if you would like to. Hey, you remember that joke that was in the book? Yeah. Well, what I if I it said down? it now? What if I told you guys I was lawful stupid? Uh-huh. Like, I I don't. I you know I, I get enough of that from the internet. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, in the
0: equipment section, they've just got a whole bunch of joke things. They included from the card game the whole, like, you lasers, laser, because yeah. they're like, oh, there are lasers
1: and masers and gazers. What if there was a banana fan of faux phaser? They're like, I remember that card from Star Munchkin. Yeah. And they're like, well, here it is. Here it is. You can combine all of them. Mm-hmm. And every time you do, you take half of the damage of whatever you're combining into
0: it and add it to the other one.
1: Which doesn't really matter, because only like the first three of them do any damage. Laser, Mazer, Gazer... Ba- or... Honestly, laser. if you take these
0: and keep combining them, you will get to an absolutely amazingly stupid powerful weapon.
1: You will, but they, they stop adding damage after the first couple. The rest all add things like stun effects and knockbacks and so on.
0: No, I, mean, if I-, I think c- one
1: of them adds a disintegration saving throw. Most of them are just different
0: types of damage, mm. so there's, like, some do, like, lightning, and some do force, and some do whatever. Right. The only ones that don't really do damage are, like, the Dazer and the,
1: I think, X-Razor. Uh, the Go-Wazer.
0: Uh, oh, the Go-Wazer does, uh, force damage. It does? I thought it just
1: you back. Oh, I thought, okay, that's what it does. Alright, I thought it just straight up gets you with a knockback. And then there's also the different types of weapon, the neuralizing and photonic and... Shockety, you know, just just that kind of... And that's what the melee weapons all come in. They all come in, you you pick one of these. So they have things like, oh, it's a neural whip, or it's a photonic cutlass. Yeah.
0: And, of course, their armor is more jokes where it's like, you can wear a gold
1: mesh bikini as Mm. armor. Strategically placed ribbons. And they always do the exact same joke, which is, if you're a lady, this gives you a, a, a... Extra armor class bonuses because you're hot so it's distracting. Yeah, it's but not it- an
0: armor bonus. You get a plus four distraction bonus. Yeah,
1: but if you're one of these covalic little lump met potato people, uh then you get a plus four distraction bonus because you're so ugly and why are you wearing that hot lady outfit? <sighs> stop doing that. Just-
0: and then a bunch of dumb jokes as the other things. <laughs> yeah. It's just just so many jokes. <sighs>
1: Stop doing the thing where you're like, if a woman wears this, it's it's hot. And if a man wears this, it's nasty. And they have the same effect of being distracting. Yeah. Just, don't, just don't do that. Now, the
0: fact that this has an entire fucking section on vehicles, mm-hmm. I was like, but why? I know. There weren't vehicles in the game and then you just decided to put an entire giant vehicle section in There's here. There's a
1: section at the beginning where he's like running down the break de- the chapter listing and he mentions vehicles. And he's like, well, obviously you need to be able to blow up these other spaceships. Well, yeah, That's because like we
0: need to have jokes about vehicle names so we yeah. can get star
1: annihilators and star disruptors. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll take some of the letters that weren't used in Star Wars X-Wings and use those instead. A Q-Wing? Uh, yeah, you, you get the idea. You know the Starfleck Bemper Prize. It's not. It's not the same ship you thought it was.
0: Uh, we're we're really scraping the bottom of Mads' barrel. <laughs> while I'm
1: scraping the bottom of Mads Mickelson. They ought to call them the Black Men. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. Ah, uh, well, what are you gonna do? There's uh, a little uh, monster section. Uh, Honestly,
0: se- that's the most disappointing thing to me is the monster section. Mm-hmm. Where they didn't even have all of the monster jokes from the game, it was just like, I don't know, there's a green slimy thing, and mm-hmm. a tentacle thing, and a there's a pervert guy, yeah, and a boring guy, and yeah. I'm like, wow,
1: you are phoning the end of this book in. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like he can smell the finish line or something. I mean, granted, we just finished writing chunk of a, a chunk of a book, and I know that by the end, I was like, "Uh, yeah, you're gonna tossed off joke, whatever." Here, just, just deadlines. <laughs> and if you're listening, and you're a publisher, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. We maintain a consistent level of quality from day one to day thirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh So anyway, and also, hello. It's nice to see that you're a fan. Hello, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Uh, Please purchase our fine book products wherever fine books are sold. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that was just sad
0: for me to see that they were like, all right, here's all this dumb garbage, and then none of it is even... Like, they didn't even try to do fun jokes or
1: anything in there well yeah look at the uh, space monsters are a big part of the star munchkin game so it's surprising to not see a lot of that in here yeah i i assume it's because they were hoping to get another book out at some point yeah maybe there even is one
0: i mean the only ones you really get you get the clown troopers Mm -hmm. which for some reason they were like all right well we've we took clone troopers and said they're clowns so we gave them a bunch of like party balloon animal tricks and stuff but then we also included farce in this so we'll also give them farce power. So we're literally just going to take every Star Wars thing and make it one guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the clown troopers are in there, then, plus a bunch of, like, gross slimes. It's not It's not very interesting. Um, then there's a little adventure in the back that I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read.
0: Well, it's because it's just a, there's 12 tables, and you're like, on table one, oh, okay. table two, there is a planet of table three.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a bummer, because those are never... The, again, that's one of those things that does the joke for you. Yep. Because I'll guarantee you, not that I've even looked at it, that they overwrote it. So that you'll be like, ah, it's a planet of giant springs that don't know their springs, but don't like the taste of lemon pies. Oh, and no. You're like, oh, great. Thanks for way super writing that.
0: Ah. <laughs> it's There are angry space ninjas that are in the avocado system that worship gloom bunny and you're like great
1: mm. sure okay well at least i can make some of those like wild women of the avocado jungle jokes <laughs> but but uh, other than that no i'm I'm good thank you so yeah oh shoot i'm sorry you're running this show i was about to start leading us into favorites and least favorites and and, and you uh, can't do that no, i can't it's been usurped from Unallowed. me. no
0: I guess so, uh, I just going to sit here. You just gotta sit there until I bring you in. Oh, okay. So I was thinking maybe we should talk more about this book for another hour and <laughs> mm, yeah, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and get into the least and most and greatest and worst. Mm-hmm. The tops and the bottoms, the strikes and the gutters.
1: This is why I usually leave the show. Jeff. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> On my way. Thank you. You're gonna be editing. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> All
0: right. Worst thing in this book. Try to narrow it down as much as possible to a single thing. <laughs> One thing. The book. One thing yeah. in
1: the book. <laughs> the pages. The words. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm probably going to say the... the uh... There's a lot to dislike here. I, I, I'm probably going to go with the feline backstory. Sure. Like this book's a lot of boring... It's not interesting. It's a standard comedy book where I don't... We're mostly gonna pick the joke I found the most irritating. And that's the one where it's like, oh, it was a planet of anime conventions and a planet of nerd geneticists and they made it over a species. And then when people realized they would have two genders, they were like, ew. Hmm. I was like, nah, that. That's the one. Pass. Huh? Hard pass. Great. Not worth it to work this species in because they don't do a fuck all beyond that joke. Great. What about you?
0: Uh... I mean, if I wanted to pick something like mechanically, I'd probably say the gadgeteer. It is bad class. It's the worst class in there. Like at least even the traitor has like a bester for their attack bonus. So they and they have minions and stuff. And have, you got you they, got some guys.
1: Minions mean extra battlefield turns. That that could potentially and, matter.
0: You know, we didn't say it, but sidekicks will do things like jump in front of attacks for you. Yes, they will. So. You know, they serve a purpose, you get extra money, great, awesome. Start with a ship. But the gadgeteer is not only so convolutedly bad, mm-hmm. in that you've got to spend, like, five rounds trying to do one fucking thing, mm-hmm. but also... Like, I feel like it the, fits the theme. In the Star Munchkin card game, if... Or even any of the Munchkin ones. If you draw a class, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll be this class, because it's there's no downside to it. Yeah. But then if something else comes up, you can always be that. Yeah. But in a game where you get to pick, where you can be a Munchkin, having a class that's like, oh, this is clearly just bad. Yeah. It's like, oh, no one has to pick this, and so they won't. Yeah. You have provided us with at least three very powerful classes, and another couple useful ones, and then this trash.
1: Yeah, like, I could, the thing is, it's close in a couple of directions to being in theme for a space game, but never quite hits the landing. Like, if it was a little more about the jury rigging, then sure, you could pass it off as, like, the Scotty the Engineer type class. Oh, yeah, if,
0: if you had a lot more that was based on, like, oh, you've got the ability to, like, oh, I do you know, a thing, and I can make it so that for the next four attacks, my laser is yeah. plus three damage or something. Any thing that would allow you to mechanically be better that wasn't like, I spend five turns and now I can hack the Gibson and no one gives a shit.
1: Yeah. I would say, yeah, there's a couple different directions you could take that one in. The Scotty would make a lot of sense. I would also say if you gave them a single tool that, like, they could use for any any uh, skill roll involving tools, so they could do, like, a Doctor Who sonic screwdriver joke. With them, it's something. So as, as it stands, it feels like they were imported from a basic game that didn't really have a lot of space stuff in mind.
0: Nah, no, it's so. it just doesn't work. Yeah, as well as the others, and in a game all about being as powerful and munchkiny as possible, having a class that's just like I fart around and doodle with if nonsense you guys give me
1: four turns i might be able to take over that one robot for a turn we could we could just shoot that robot though in the yeah movies. in
0: four turns that robot's dead my dude
1: <laughs> yeah all right uh favorite thing for you in this book kind of a toss-up i like the streamlined math of the um of the basic chart that tells you the best best or bestest but it is tainted by the fact that they're called best best or bestest yeah that should have had a different name it doesn't need the joke I'm, I'm gonna actually go with the other thing that I uh, I really liked in this game which is that prognostication ability they gave the psionic which is future sight by locking the, a single target into doing the same the, the, the thing the DM says they will for three turns I thought that was a smart bit of uh, clever game design that I would like to see used in more places mm-hmm. so that's my favorite single individual thing great look how granular or i'm keeping it great yeah what about you uh i'm gonna go ahead and say the the whole book the just everything's great and
0: i love this the whole, whole thing's book. just wonderful it's a it's fucking amazing top to bottom mm-hmm. yeah uh i'd say the force the farce power sure that the the few that are like oh if you make someone at the table laugh then you can get a plus one to damage yeah. or you know handing out food or doing whatever the one that's like stealing someone's, stealing turn. someone's turn is bullshit and i hate it yeah Uh, but the ones that are mostly just like, oh, I can do stuff outside a game and kind of like do stuff in game with it.
1: That's fun. I do like that. Uh, it does. I think the make everyone laugh at the table thing starts with the squirt milk out their nose joke but ultimately sticks the real landing of, like, if everybody at the table laughs.
0: Yeah, if you, can read... get, if you can get people to laugh, yeah. then you just go, great, I'm using one of my uses yeah. of
1: this. Because I've seen that joke done before, where, like, in order to get the the point or the bonus or whatever... It's like, you someone... can, if they
0: laugh, you get a plus one, and if they squirt and soda out their nose, you get a plus three. And I'm
1: like, I have seen that happen at a, at a game table once in the 20-odd years I've been playing role-playing games. Quit writing rules for it. It doesn't happen enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Would you... Play this game? No,
1: no. Of course, it's an, OGL it's an OGL game. I'm, not gonna, I'm good. I already I don't o- want to play a comedy game, and I really don't want to play a comedy OGL game. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect storm of not my not my thing. Uh, do I think that there are people out there who would like to play this game? Unfortunately, also, also no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, yes.
1: Because uh, if you, literally, if you want to play M- Star Munchkin, it's widely available. And uh, at least it fits its own theme where it's like, oh, yeah, you do play a hackerslash slash character who will betray his friends where this is like it's Dungeons and Dragons. But I guess you're supposed to betray your friends. But we didn't include any rules for that, uh, except for that one farce power that no one likes. Yeah, there's uh, a
0: there's something in there on the bounty hunter, which is like, oh, if they don't include you in oh, something, right. you can you charge them. To-
1: there's a thing in the bounty hunter where if you help kill a monster, you can force everyone else in the party to pay you credits. And if they don't, then you put them on the bounty board and you get to hunt them. Yeah. Um, I so, was like,
0: oh, wow. The only character class or ability that actually is about fighting other players.
1: Yes. And it it's, works exactly like a munchkin card, which is like, hey, even if I don't help you with this combat, I get a pick of the treasure. Yeah. That's the kind of or I get some of the gold or whatever. I get the level. That it's one of those cards, but it's built into a D&D class and it kind of works the way, you know, you see jokes about people playing clerics in D&D and be like charging for healing. Yeah. It's like that. Where you're like, "Oh, I'm going to help you guys fight this space orc. I get 200 credits from each of you for doing this, though."
0: Yeah. Boo. All right. There you go. That's uh that's star munchkin for you. Thank you all for joining mm-hmm. us. Now, of course, we do have more. We are going to be going over to our Patreon. If you want to join us at Patreon.com slash System Mastery, uh, we are going to make characters, mm-hmm. some OGL Star Munchkin characters. Oh,
1: boy. I can't Will wait to make Will we cheat them.
0: and give them straight 18s and stats? Who knows?
1: I might, just because that way I don't actually borrow dice from you and write things down. I could just be like, work out the bonuses in my head because my character has straight 18s. <laughs>
0: Uh So we are going to go ahead and do that. If you join us over at Patreon.com slash System Mastery at the $1 level, you will be able to come along and join us as we dive into the absolute trash nonsense that is making a character
1: in an OGL comedy game. Mm, and hey, if you would like to hear something more interesting than that, and who would blame you, then why not support us at a higher level? Because if you join us at the $2 level, you get all of our... St- Star Wars bonus content where we go to Wikipedia, We find fun stories to tell each other and to you. Uh, And if you join us at the $5 level, not only do you get our monthly afterthought show, but you also get the TV mastery where we are currently figuring out what we're going to do next time, because John had a great idea only to be thwarted by the average length of the episode.
0: (laughs) Thwarted by my own laziness. (laughs)
1: Well, we already have to watch them. I don't want to watch two movies every other week. It's it's not cool. Not cool, my dude. <laughs> so so we're still in development on on uh, season. Was that four of TV Mastery? Yeah, but uh, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of content for you. We've got everything
0: you could want. You can join us on our Discord. You can find that if you follow us on Twitter at System Mastery or you can follow me, John, at Gurglespasm. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of content that we're throwing up there. You can find the link to our Discord. And of sure course, can. that's the best way to find out when anything weird happens, if some COVID scares happen or my car gets hit, yeah. <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> you'll hear it first there. And uh other than that, though, thank you all for joining us. We will be back in another couple weeks with some more system mastery and you all have a good one.